Hey everyone, welcome to Twisted Thinking, the podcast that helps you keep your thoughts flexible. My name is Kristen, and today we are talking about something a little different. This episode is inspired by a group of sayings, but it's not exactly about them. Instead, I want to talk about something indirectly related and also in small part uh, the reason I haven't produced an episode for the last several weeks. All right, so first things first. The sayings that inspired this episode are all about focusing on the positives. Um, You've all seen those plaques or memes uh, all over the place that say, focus on the solution, not the problem, or focus on the positive and the negative will fade away. The reason I've decided on these sayings specifically stems directly from my current home situation mixed with social media, kind of made a perfect storm. So I published the first episode of Twisted Thinking on June 23rd. And my wife's current problems began that week. (laughs) Uh, Excellent timing, right? So since I take a lot of my topics directly from social media, I've been on it a lot more than I used to be. And from June until now, we're at the end of September, I have probably seen hundreds of these memes being shared and promoted across different social media sites. If I'm being very honest, the constant reminder to focus on the solution brought up a lot of negative feelings for me that I used to have about my inability to master this thing that everyone but myself seems to be able to do. It made me remember that not ever, not everyone understands that there are those of us out there who struggle more than normal to think this way. And it also reminded me that there are absolutely others out there who feel the same way and could really benefit from knowing that they aren't alone. So let's get into it. Bottom line, this advice, these sayings, I think they're really good. They make a great point. Um, The idea of shifting focus from the bad things to the good things or from the problem to the solution of that problem is admirable and it really does work. It's how a lot of highly successful people operate And many of those people attribute their successes to this kind of way of thinking. Now, because of this being such a popular theme that you hear when speaking of success, it's automatically assumed that everyone, given enough effort and self-control, can laser focus their thoughts like that and live a happy, healthy, and successful life. That assumption leads to another that's often unspoken, and maybe it's even unconscious in most of us. Uh, The assumption that since everyone can do it, then those that don't are making the choice not to, and they are therefore to blame for whatever negative situation or state of mind that they might be in. And this leads us to constantly remind people who we see that are struggling to just do these things, and it's all going to work out. I am here to tell you that is not how it works, at least not for me and probably thousands of others out there that are like me. Some of you are asking, well, why not? Why doesn't it work that way? It works that way for me or, you know, my brother or my brother's sister's cousin's girlfriend. This episode is just one answer to that question. And I assure you, it has nothing to do with lack of effort or self-control and it has everything to do with something called intrusive thoughts. 
If you haven't heard of intrusive thoughts, let me give you a very brief breakdown. Intrusive thoughts are not uncommon in the general population. Several studies show that, I don't know, somewhere up to 95% of the general population has experienced them just in the last three months. They can be a lot of different things, but a few examples are um, if you're maybe you're standing on a curb of a busy road and you suddenly imagine stepping in front of the traffic that's speeding by, or you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're suddenly taken by the thought of just jumping off and doing a swan dive. Or maybe you're just holding like a delicate piece of glass or china or something, and you just get that urge just to crush it in your hand. These are one type of intrusive thoughts. Um, They're often violent. They can range anywhere from mild violence to extreme violence, or sexual in nature, and they're generally unwanted, unsolicited, and they can be very graphic. As I mentioned, they are perfectly normal, and most people have had them. They, they, they'll have a thought, and they might think, oh, well, that was weird. Where did that come from? They shake their head to clear it, and then they move on. But there are those of us who deal with these things on a daily and sometimes constant basis, and a lot of the time, the reason for that is anxiety. Now, most of us understand what anxiety is, but for clarity's sake, I am talking about clinical anxiety that is defined by excessive feelings of worry or persistent intrusive thoughts about certain fears or just a constant fear in general. Now that definition from the Arnold Palmer Hospital, it's it's fairly vague, but for my purposes here today, it's accurate enough. It's no secret that I live with severe anxiety, and as you may have already guessed, I also suffer from intrusive thoughts as part of that. So basically, what I've just explained means that for myself and others that are like me, the idea of not thinking about the negative, or to put it another way, focusing on the positive, is really a foreign concept. For us, intrusive thoughts are constant companions. And while they aren't always thoughts that are physical in nature, like I described a moment ago, those that aren't can still be very disruptive and destructive regardless of that. Also, the ones that are like that can be more intense. And as I've mentioned on um, some days, they can be almost nonstop. Now, a lot of people's thoughts are directly related to like real life and a specific event or person. But mine don't usually have a theme with a few exceptions. Um, They can usually encompass anyone or anything that I've encountered in my life. Friends, family, pets, random person walking in front of my window squirrel on the power line, really nothing is safe and none of them ever have a positive outcome. Because remember, unlike daydreams, I am not actually driving these thoughts. They just boil up from whatever pit of eternal torture they come from. And unfortunately, none of them are about puppies and rainbows. I have gotten used to these things over the years. Um, Most of these thoughts, they hold really very little power over me anymore because I recognize them for what they are. And that in itself just takes a lot of the power away. But high stress situations leave me weak and they leave me at a disadvantage. And over the last few months, high stress has been my first, middle and my last name. Uh, Those who listened to episode 11 titled The Painful Truth know that my wife has advanced breast cancer. Now, without going into too much detail, recently there was a shift from stable to active spread, and it took about two months 
to get from the new symptoms appearing to confirmation and treatment because we had to wait on all the tests. And actually, as a matter of fact, we finally got the last results we were waiting for yesterday, which was September 28th. So it has been a ride. Now, for anyone who has ever had to wait for medical test results that are going to impact the rest of your life, whether it's three minutes after you peed on the stick to something like this, you understand that not knowing is just, it's beyond description. There's very little that can compare to that kind of stress, even for someone who has no mental health challenges. Now, if you can imagine for someone who does have that sort of problem, and especially someone who experiences intrusive thoughts as a part of their disorder, it is a nightmare. That kind of stress brings on wave after wave of scenes showing every negative scenario possible. It's like, it's like being in a house of mirrors, but instead of your reflection, you see a clip of each outcome your mind can come up with, and this goes on and on and on and on and on. In these moments, your mind is not your own. It's not under your control. Focusing on the solution to your problem or focus, focusing on the positive of a situation, is it's a pipe dream. Because solutions and positive outcomes and all of these things, they don't exist in your mind as real in that moment. And, and when I say at, in that moment, I don't mean just a minute or two or five. Like I said, there's times when it's hours or days or weeks or even months of just constant harassment. You might be wondering how to regain control. And the answer is that I don't have an answer. Um, often for me, uh, control is achieved through faith-based activities like prayer, or perhaps whatever I've been stressing over reaches a resolution or something else happens that jars me enough to like knock me out of it. For others, it might be something completely different. It might mean that they took their medication, or they were able to talk it out, or they journaled it out, or they went, uh, you know, and just screamed it out. You know, it's really different for everyone. The one thing that has to be in place for me, though, and I suspect this is true for others as well, is energy. You wonder what energy might have to do with it. Well, remember that thinking, even if it's not your own thoughts, takes energy. During the times that I'm bombarded by all of these scenarios, me trying to squash those thoughts and force myself to think differently, to focus on a positive or the solution, it's really not only futile, but it's exhausting. It takes more energy to try and make my mind work at a non-toxic level than to just let it run. And I, I don't know about you, but I cannot afford to waste that energy. That energy is what keeps me able to outwardly function as a real person. It's what allows me to carry on conversations and do house chores and, and to do work and to go for a walk with my wife when she asks my decision to let those horses run wild, ironically, is what keeps me just enough ahead of my breaking point so that I feel safe and can function. And this is where my two-week break comes in. Uh, things have been so chaotic in my home life that my mind was really just overwhelmed, and I reached the point where I wasn't able to focus on anything, much less find positive things to talk about with all of you. 
Uh, it was just so, I was just so overrun with garbage. But now I'm back. I'm feeling better and I'm able to sit down and have more conversations with all of you again. I really could not be happier about that. There are a few other things that I want to point out while I have your attention. Intrusive thoughts were never explained to me by any doctor, be it medical or psychiatric. I had to do a lot of independent research and ask a lot of questions to get to the point that I'm at now. And because no one ever discussed these things with me, I went a very long time thinking that it was my fault that I couldn't force myself into success or happiness or contentment. I went ages ashamed of the things that swam around in my head with such regularity because, well, especially since so many of them were violent or graphic. And it, this really, it led to a skewed sense of self that has been really difficult to correct. And I don't want others to have to go through the same things for as long as I did. So the point of this episode is to serve as an introduction to intrusive thoughts for those who might not know about them. If you don't struggle with this kind of thing, I wanted to help you understand that there are those about those of us out here who do, and it's not something that can always be fixed as simply as focusing on something else. If you do deal with this kind of thing, I want you to remember that you are not a failure. It isn't your fault. If you have a doctor you trust, I urge you to talk to them about it if you haven't already. Don't be ashamed and don't think that there is something irrevocably wrong with you. There are ways to manage it, and knowledge is the first step. Learning about what's happening in your brain is a powerful thing, so do not be afraid to ask questions. It can really change your life. What do you think? Do you have anything to add to this? Are you someone who struggles with intrusive thoughts as well? And if you do, do you have any tips to share in overcoming them? Or are you one of the individuals who can truly focus on the solution rather than the problem? And do you have an example you'd like to share? let me know. That's all for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, head over to podchaser.com slash twisted thinking and leave a review. If something I said caught your attention and you want to continue the conversation, I invite you to join my discord server. It's free and easy to use. Just click on the link in the show notes. Big thanks to my patrons. Without them, none of this would be possible. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be blessed and stay twisted. Twisted.